just stick with it and find something your cat does like doing. Join us as we chat to amazing cat explorers and experts, learn from them, listen to their war stories, celebrate their wins, and laugh at the funny moments that have been a part of their journey. Hi everyone, welcome to the Cat Explorer Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Asara. We'd love to try something different today, so we'd love to know what you're up to while you're listening along. If you're cooking, snap a photo of your food. If you're walking your cat, take a quick video. Or if you're like us, you might be doing the housework, so take a photo of your lovely vacuum. Share these photos or videos on your Instagram stories. Tag us at catexplorer.community and at o.g.adventurecat. Use the hashtag catexplorerpodcast and let us know you're listening along. This episode is brought to you by Superkit. There is a spot that we call the Noxie Harness Testing Bush. She loves going in there and she's definitely not allowed to. It's the spot where we can tell if she can get out of a harness. The first time we went there while she was wearing a Superkit harness, we were a little nervous. But we didn't need to be. She did her usual tug to get into the bush and she stayed in the harness. No escaping at all. Check out the Superkit harnesses at superkit.co. I still remember the first few cat explorers that I stumbled across on social media. And I really remember the ones who were so generous with their time to share everything they'd learned. And today's guests definitely fall in that bucket. I remember stumbling across OG just over a year ago and being amazed at his ability to hike. His humans are so helpful and willing to share and I love watching OG grow in his confidence. And on top of that, he got a doggy brother, Chooch. I'm super excited to chat to OG and Chooch's humans, Jen and Spencer, Welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we just cracked up laughing. OG just walked across the camera. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> yeah, we're going. I think that's the best start we've so, ever had. Yeah. OG made a cameo straight off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about, um, do you guys mind telling us about OG and how he came into your life? Yeah, yeah, we um we weren't really looking for a cat at the time, but I have a bad habit of scrolling through the shelter websites. <laughs> so then I don't know, one day I just saw this little kitty face and I showed it to Spencer and for whatever reason we just had to go meet him. Um so then I don't know, we got there and we couldn't find his little cage at first and then by the time we found him, there was this family with a kid looking at him. And we were like, oh, my God, we're going to steal this kitten from a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so uh, anyways, they were looking actually for the, uh, their family members. Yeah, they were just so then, checking out yeah, other animals and cats. looking at the so cat as well. We didn't feel quite as bad. But anyways, he was really, really shy at first. It took him, I think we spent a couple hours there just trying to get him to play and come out of hiding. Um, but we decided to take him home. And then as soon as we brought him home, he just was out and about and he was rubbing all over our legs and happy. And so, yeah. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. They, <laughs> before we took him home, they said, well, it might take a few days for him to get used to the surroundings. Yeah. Maybe put him in a room and just let him adjust to the surroundings, but like right after we brought him inside, he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> he was not shy at all. So it was really nice. Yeah. He pretty much made himself home right off the bat, eh? Yeah. 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 Didn't yeah. waste any time. No. 
So what's the story behind his name? Uh, that, it kind of came about as a joke. We couldn't think of a name for him for about a week, and we had just been tossing around ideas and nothing stuck. And then I I think we were talking about how he was going to be a cool little outdoor kitty yeah. that hiked and he Spencer threw out the name of G and that's just the one that for whatever reason stuck. Yeah. So I think we were joking about his street cred because yeah. he was born on the streets. And <laughs> so <laughs> just stuck. Yeah. As far as far away as you can get from like an original gangster, you know, he's yeah. uh he's very mellow. Yeah. <laughs> he's a pretend gangster. <laughs> 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 what kind of cat exploring does OG do? Um, he goes hiking with us. He's not, he kind of looks like he does more hiking than he does. He's not huge on big, long distances. Um, so he's, we tend to stick to shorter walks with him. Um, but some days he'll do really great and he's done, you know, a couple miles perfectly fine. Other days he just, doesn't want to do anything except sit and look around um but he really loves car rides he loves going through the car wash yeah he he just he hangs out he we can take him a lot of places but yeah (laughs) yeah he's i don't know he's not big on people either yet so we still try to go to quieter places um he, he is pretty shy. Yeah, he always tries to hide from people on the trail mm-hmm. by laying as flat as he can. Yeah. And Pancakes. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, that's cute, though. Did you have to do any specific <laughs> training to get OG to go cat exploring? Yeah, well, yes and no. We started, I think, the day after we got him home, we went and bought him a little harness and leash. So we started putting those on right away because we live in an apartment and we knew that we wanted to take him out or at least give him the opportunity to go outside. Um, So we just started putting his harness on and at first he wouldn't even move. He thought he was like strapped to the ground with it. And then we just started playing with him with his toys and he realized he could move. So did that until he was moving around in his harness fine. And then brought the leash in and then started with the porch and just going out there. And I remember being really paranoid at the beginning that he was going to escape or whatever. But bringing the backpack in was a huge bonus for us um, because that made us feel like safe. It's his little safe zone and it's our comfort that we can throw him in there if something crazy happens. So. That was a big game changer. Yeah. So did you have any trouble training OG to use the backpack? Um, not a ton of trouble. At first, he didn't like the kind of bouncing motion of us walking around. Um, so we kind of started slow, like with his harness training, um, and just put him in the backpack with it up front so that we could pet him or you know tell him it was okay. And we just walked around the apartment um, showing him new things. And after he got used to that motion, he's kind of, he I don't know, he loved it. He naps in it sometimes and just, 
he knew it meant going outside. So it was a good thing. Yeah, it's, um, I won't lie, the backpack was our biggest challenge as well. And then that moment when they realized that it meant going outside, it's just made it so much easier. And since then, like we've tried so many different backpacks and things just to see what was more comfortable for all of us. And each one, they just, they're like, oh, yeah, this is another backpack. I'll just jump in and sleep in it or do whatever. So um, I think for everyone who's struggling with with it in the beginning, it's I think it's that, that step of taking them outside and then them realizing that it means like it's going outside that helps. Definitely. Yeah, and recently you adopted another member into your family. Do you mind telling us a little bit about Chooch and how he came into your family? Yeah. Um <laughs> So he was kind of the same deal as OG. I was scrolling through the Humane Society website. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're at our max limit for our apartment now, so we can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I saw him, and his little face was just so cute. And then I read his profile, and it said that um, they had cat-tested him, and he, like, play-bowed to a cat. And so we were like, well, maybe he'll do okay. And so we went to meet him (laughs) and then they let us take him on a walk. So we took him on a walk and he just had so much energy. So we knew, we knew we were in for a lot, but then we went in our room and they brought in a cat so that we could see how he interacted. Um, the little cat's name was Colette and she, yeah. she held her own. She just sat on the table and I think she was kind of growling. And yeah. She was an him. older cat. She was like yeah. eight, seven or eight years old. And yeah, yeah she was definitely stood her ground. And yeah. But he Church just kept place. play bowing and, um, you know, he wasn't aggressive or anything. So we figured OG's chill enough that he would probably do okay. <laughs> so we figured we'd give it a try. Um, but yeah, they did really well. Okay, that's a that's I just can't believe that you scrolling through the shelters is how you is, is your I think you yeah. put the night. <laughs> I, I, I know. No, but I love that story about how yeah getting them used to the cats and you know, just testing the waters and all that sort of stuff. It's it's great. It's just not just straight off the bat. So then I'm a, well obviously now that You've got both both of them together. OG reacted um, to Chooch fine. Is that right to say? Yeah. Um, when we first brought Chooch home, we made sure we one of us came inside first and made sure OG was up off the ground already. Um, and then we brought Chooch in, and OG was kind of like, "Oh my god, what is this thing?" <laughs> so he just stared for a while and then Chooch was interested um but didn't do anything extreme no we did keep Chooch on a leash inside for the first couple days um just so they could kind of get their dynamics together um but then after that it was just keeping an eye on them um and OG kind of he he just stayed out of the way. He stayed up for a long time on his shelves and his window hammock. And yeah, I gave him a chance to just kind of observe yeah. what was going on, get used to the situation. And we live in a one bedroom apartment too. So there's 
we can keep an eye on them pretty easily for the most part. There's not so many places they can go. Yeah. So that definitely helped a lot too. That's awesome because they now seem to get along pretty well, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They started out um, kind of as they got more comfortable with each other. OG came down more often and then it started out where Chooch would be sniffing him and he'd kind of hiss and bat at his face. Um, But then it just gradually became more of a game and now... OG likes to flop over on his back and he likes to bunny kick Chooch in the face while he, uh, <laughs> is, so, and he, he likes Chooch, he likes for Chooch to chase him, which sounds scary, but he just, he always liked to play hide and seek with us. And now he likes to play with the dogs. So. Yeah. yeah. It's all very playful. Like, no, yeah. Yeah. Dog can sometimes get a little, he's much bigger than the cat. So sometimes he pushes a cat around and the cat doesn't like it. And he'll make it known by like meowing at him. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of, he never hisses or does anything really aggressive though. He just kind of does this little meow so that we know to tell Chooch to stop. <laughs> it's like, watching for help. But, um, but yeah, they, they do really good together. Mm-hmm. They just kind of sometimes don't seem to realize their size difference. OG's like, play with me, but even though you're like so much bigger. Yeah. I just love that they get along so well. And um, and I also love that you take both OG and Chooch exploring together. Do you mind how like explaining how the exploring dynamic is like? Yeah. Uh, Chooch is fast and OG is slow. (laughs) So, yeah, they don't, they're getting, we're getting more and more instances where they'll actually walk along kind of together. Um, But I think we still have a ways to go with that. Um, Usually Spencer has Chooch and they head way up the trail and OG kind of hangs out with me and goes at his own little pace. Um, but Chooch is really good about waiting for us to catch up too. If we have to stop and wait, he just, yeah, he's content. He smells things and finds sticks to play with. And it's great practice for the dog. Yeah. For just like patience. Patience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And OG seems, sometimes he seems a little more confident. Um, like once he realizes if we get really far behind, then he'll forget who's ahead of us. But once he realizes it's his brother again, then he's like, oh, he's up there and we'll just keep walking. So I think it's good for both of them. Yeah. When we first started taking them out together, Chooch was really wanting to play with the cat a lot more. But now they've kind of just gone their separate directions. Like, yeah. yeah so they, they don't really mess with each other on the trail at all. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They don't try to play. They but don't like play. Yeah. yeah. At first we had to keep them with, uh, like they couldn't tap or, you know, get close to each other. We had to keep them within distance because Chooch always just got too excited and he gets stompy when he gets excited. So we were scared he was <laughs> going to like squish OG. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it took a while for them to just be able to hike next to each other, but they can now. So that's yeah. progress. Yeah. That's so awesome. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit jealous. So a situation we've got is Noxie is just a pocket rocket. Like she just sprints on the trail. I'm running with her. And then Lumos just plods his way along. Daniel is like plodding along with Lumos. And then 
because I don't want us to get too separated because like we like to make sure that we're close to each other. So I, I have to pick up Noxie and be like, we have to go back and get Lumos. And then she just gets so mad. Like she's just so mad that we have to stop and go backwards. And then, and then Lumos is like, why do I have to hurry up? I'm like taking my time. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the end, we have like these two cats. Lumos is cranky because he has to go faster. Noxie's cranky because he has to go slower and wait. And it's just like, come on guys. <laughs> Together. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, I had to OG and Lumos can't hike together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Noxie and Chooch, they'd be awesome together. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine it would be a sight to see both a dog and a cat hiking on a trail. That's 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 quite unusual, wouldn't would you say? Yeah, I mean Yeah, we definitely get a lot of Comments. comments on it when we're out walking or yeah. walking both of them <laughs> yeah and... it's funny how many people don't see og though because he tends to if he knows someone's coming i'll pick him up and he just shoots over into his backpack um yeah so a lot of people don't notice at all and a lot of people don't see him actually walking that's yeah. the thing because usually if there's somebody coming we'll like get to the side of the trail if you know if the trail's not very wide and then well, he hides. Yield to the side. And yeah, and then he usually hides or he's like poking his head out. So very rarely do they actually see him walking. We had yeah. somebody the other day. Yeah, someone was walking behind us the other day and they were far enough behind and OG didn't realize. So he just kept walking down the trail. Yeah. And afterwards we're like, oh my God, someone actually saw him like doing good. Yeah. And walking, like, <laughs> like, so we were proud that day because someone actually got to witness what he does when other people aren't around. <laughs> He doesn't just hide all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's always that happiness that you feel that like they actually behaved when someone was around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've been around people where um, like you pass them on the trail and suddenly they pancake down or they get like if they see another dog they get a bit growly and you're just like they're not always like this. It just happens to be in this tiny second that you've seen them. Which is like a ten percent moment of our day that they're like this is just yeah so it's a bit hard to explain. So have you had to yeah. vary the type of exploring you do since Chooch joined the family? Um, not really. Yeah, not so much. I but I think it's mostly because if we're going on the shorter hikes that we would normally take our OG on anyways, Chooch just comes along and it's yeah. fine. Um, but the longer hikes we usually would leave OG at home anyways but now it's just different because yeah. Chooch comes with us on yeah. those in the name of progress if we want to get somewhere yeah if we need to get somewhere fast yeah, yeah. OG's stays home stay sometimes home. <laughs> yeah and especially during the summertime yeah when it's warmer out we don't want to be out yeah. midday with a cat yeah because Chooch will jump in the creek and be fine yeah OG not so much um so yeah, it's not all that different. It's I think the I think actually the main difference is us not hiking together as much. We're separated for more of the hike, mm-hmm. so he's more stop and go, and I'm just lagging behind. All slow, the time. slow, slow and steady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that you don't always take OG with you guys, but OG is still an amazing cat explorer, and I do imagine this wasn't always the case, though. Did you have any experiences early on that were scary and they made you question cat exploring? Yeah, 
definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, our very the very first two times we took him out, actually, the very very first time we realized we weren't quite as prepared with his harness and everything. We didn't realize his harness would um, loosen on its own, and that made us a little paranoid um, until we came home and like made some adjustments to keep it tighter. But it, it kind of made us question like if he did get away and, and all that. And then the, the second time when we went on like our first actual attempted hike, um, he we ran into some off leash little tiny dogs. They were they were very small, but OG was terrified. So he like crawled, up, he went straight up Spencer yeah. and he sat on his shoulder and he was just growling and hissing and turned into this little mountain lion kitty. Yeah. And then the, the dogs came over and they were, I mean, they were so small, so they couldn't get him, but they were just barking and barking and it took a while for his, their people to come get them even. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until after they left, we were like, oh, my God, we what's that smell? And OG had gotten so scared that he had pooped on Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> scared, like, oh. Yeah, and then we felt really guilty because, I mean, we had put him in this situation that he got so scared that that happened to him. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We kind of cleaned up and then the trail I don't remember seeing anyone else after no. that so we still let him walk again and that's when he climbed in yeah, he was climbing in the tree and stuff and yeah it was a good he, learning experience you know for him and us yeah yeah we kind of we learned how I don't know dogs can be scary and they can pop out of nowhere yeah like um, when we see an off-leash dog or something that's you don't want the cat to enter or the cat might be afraid of like try to gather up the cat or yeah. Put him in a safe spot and backpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at that point too, he hadn't made the connection with his backpack being yeah. the safe spot. And, um, you know, cause he, I feel like he feels invisible in his backpack. Now he feels like no one can see him, but I think since it was one of the first times out, he hadn't really made that connection yet. And it just, I don't know. It was kind of scary. And we, questioned where we went for a while after that but I don't know you just got to keep on doing it yeah I think that's the thing is that we all have those moments that scare us and it's just seeing what we learn from it so you guys learned about off-leash dogs and I think a good thing is that he OG saw you Spencer as a safe spot and like was comfortable enough to run up to you and get you to protect him um and then, like you say, is we just need to try again. Like, there are those scary moments, but learn from them and get back out there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. So what's been your most memorable adventure with OG then? I would say camping. Yeah. Camping. Yeah, probably our first time camping with him. Um, we had never... We had never really taken him out at night before, and so our first trip camping was kind of, uh, it was realizing how much he enjoys being out at night, and he just 
like becomes this totally brave little kitty at <laughs> night, which we can never get video of or pictures because it's yeah. too dark. But he just gets so much more confident at night, and he's he cruises around at night. It's pretty yeah. impressive, actually. Yeah, that's when he walks the most. <laughs> yeah. And I remember we took him out on a walk around the campsite. And we were walking. And during the day, he's always so scared of, like, you know, if a person comes or if anything weird happens. Yeah, there could be a person a couple hundred feet away. And he'll see, if he sees them, yeah, he'll, he'll just stop, right. you know, in his tracks. But at night, like, we were, we were walking. And all of a sudden, this giant tumbleweed was just rolling towards us. And he just didn't even care at all. It just like literally rolled over him and he's just like keeps walking. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't phase him and he was running around chasing moths. Yeah, there was all the little bugs flying around. Yeah, he had so much fun. So it it made us realize that like I don't know how much he enjoys evening and nighttime and I, I don't know. Sometimes I think we avoid doing stuff like that because you can't get pictures and all, but that's, I guess, not the point of taking him out anyway. So, so I've got to say that he really deserves his name OG if he acts that way at night. <laughs> so, like, I love that you guys go camping with OG and a lot of members in our community really want to do that. How do you take him camping and like, what do you normally pack for him? Um, So it's all the normal stuff. So we keep his, uh, his harness, his leash, his backpack. Mm -hmm. Um, We did before we took him out the first time we made him a longer leash just out of some paracord and a carabiner. It's highly reflective. So that helps. Yeah. It's very reflective. So we can see it at night. Um, but that helps because we can tie him off to a picnic table or something while we're setting up. And, um, so we bring that, we bring food and water, of course, and little dishes and bowls. Um, but we bring a litter box, which we just, we, I, mean, I used a shoebox. Shoebox, yeah. yeah. Old car, just a cardboard shoebox. And, and then we lined it with a garbage bag and brought some glitter. Um, most of the time he just goes outside anyways, but we want that in the tent yeah. right? just in case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll make everyone's life easier. Um, so, yeah, just it's pretty simple. We brought him toys, too. Toys to stay busy if he needed them. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing. And he he loves car rides, so that was never a problem for, yeah. with him. Um, and then tiring him out before. Yeah. yeah. Tiring him out before we get in the tent at night. It was a big thing because he does. He's a little night owl. Yeah. 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 He um he definitely we tuck all the zippers and things in the tent so he doesn't get too distracted um but i know one night we were camping and we had missed this one little string at the very top of the tent and it was yeah it was right above my head and it was on the outside of the tent so all night he just was like he would sit real still next to my head and then he would just launch at this string and then <laughs> 
Yeah. And it was an entire night. I don't know why I just didn't get out and go fix it, but <laughs> I I kept hoping he would lose interest, but it was a whole night of him just landing on my face from trying yeah. to get I slept it. through it all. So yeah, okay. he slept through everything. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the tent's really cool for the cat because it's like a giant crinkle tunnel. Yeah, he loves it. So it's like the noises the tent makes and everything, he loves it hanging out in tents. Yeah. It's pretty funny. That's so awesome. And like, so does he, I, I'm guessing because you tie him out before n- nighttime, like he doesn't get the midnight zoomsies or anything like that? Is that what happens? Yeah, he, he never has... He's never had the zoomies in the tent. Yeah, he's, not so bad. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because he's more tired out from camping or just because it's not a big enough place for him to run around. I'm not sure. But he he stayed pretty mellow the whole time um, as long as he didn't see something that he needed to get <laughs> right then. <laughs> so we talk about camping and where you live, it's, you get some variances in weather. How do you prepare OG to stay warm in winter? So winter's a little easier than summer for him, actually. Um, he's got super, he, he has short hair, and you can't really tell in pictures and all, but his fur is so thick. So he stays warm fairly easily. Yeah. But then we have a little um, thin fleece for him, his little green jacket. Um, and then that's a gold paw fleece. And then we bought him a rough wear jacket. That's his overcoat. So he has layers where we can judge how cold it is and layer him up as needed. Yeah. And as he gets moving, if he starts, yeah, yeah we can take layers off. So that's pretty handy. You yeah. have multiple layers. Yeah. And that's the thing. As long as he's actually walking, he generally stays pretty warm, even mm-hmm. in the snow and everything. We don't really have problems unless it's well if it's that cold we don't take him out but um but yeah between his jackets and actually staying bang he stays warm Mm -hmm. we do carry a blanket with us though when it's really cold out so that we can line his backpack so if he is sitting still in his backpack he doesn't have like a cold wind coming through and it helps insulate him yeah but that's a good idea yeah. yeah, it helps a lot. But yeah, yeah, winter is just fine. Yeah. Um, it's summer the summer that's have. harder. We have to go, I guess we have to adapt a little bit as far as uh, when we take him outside. Um, we try to take him out in the morning or in the evenings now that we know he likes evenings more. Mm-hmm. He does enjoy going out where it's kind of dusk outside. Yeah, and, yeah he's um, not so much a morning kitty. He gets no, kind of grumpy he gets, yeah. in the mornings for discovery. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't want to do much of anything yeah. in the morning so it works best best for both uh, both us and him if we take him out when he enjoys going out more i guess yeah <laughs> yeah and then it's not so so hot and, yeah because he he doesn't do well with heat at mm-hmm. all um we did just buy him a little cooling vest though so we're gonna try we haven't tried it yet but we're going to yeah soon. and do you guys have a cooling bandana as well it's yeah, well, so our bandanas aren't, like, technically cooling bandanas, but we have, they're just little regular yeah, material. I think it's cotton, yeah. Yeah, cotton. It works good to soak it. Yeah, so we soak those in water and put them around his neck if he gets too, because we've definitely put yeah. ourselves in a situation where we didn't realize how little shade there was going to be on our hike. Yeah, we didn't and anticipate it, that one. 
Right. Yeah, but we were lucky. We right had next, our we hiked down to a creek. So yeah, hiked down to a creek, and then we could wet his bandana and get him, you know, cooled off as much as he can. But I think he hated us that day yeah, a little definitely. bit. <laughs> he was panting but, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's always really stressful. We find that um, Noxie, maybe because she's always so go, 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 she overheats very easily. Then she starts panting. Then she gets angry because she is panting. Then she starts panting even more because she's angry. And then I start getting stressed because she's angry and panting and angry and panting. But um, I have to admit, we hadn't tried, we haven't tried the cooling bandana. So I'm thinking of um, getting them a few bandanas and seeing how that goes um, in summer because Mind you, in winter as well, it's winter here at the moment. It's been quite warm when we've been going out in the sun too. So do you find that you have to use sunscreen for Chooch or OG? Not yet. No, we haven't yet. OG is dark enough that he doesn't – we've never had really a problem. Thick, yeah. yeah and Chooch's is actually going to be our first summer with him. Yeah, we haven't mm-hmm. had him this summer. Yeah, so, so we'll find out, I'm sure. Yeah. Might not be a bad idea. But because you guys have to use it because you've got white kitties. <laughs> yeah. Because um, yeah. Noxie's been sunburnt before. We felt so bad that day. Like we didn't even, we thought we were in the shade. We obviously were not because her ears were just like bright red when we got home. Um, and like Lumos is a lot more obvious when he feels unwell or if he's hurt himself or something. But Noxie just keeps on going. So we didn't realize till we got home. So then the vet told us that um it's the one we use is a pet kin like it's like a zinc so I put it on my finger and then rub it into her ear. She hates it, oh. but um <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> yeah, it's um I'd rather be safe than sorry. Exactly. Yeah. So we talked about OG in the car and how awesome OG is, and that's contrasted definitely contrasted to Noxy and also Lumos where they give us a lot of struggle with being in the car and trying to put them into the car from the backpack to the car and from, from the activity back into the car. Did you did you have to do anything to help OG acclimatize to being in the car? Um, That's another thing that we started when he was really young. I think we were taking him on car rides, actually, before we were taking him out on walks. Yeah, we figured that would be a good starting point. Yeah, yeah, we, we have to go in the car to get somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he, I, at first, I would put his carrier or his backpack in my lap, um, and then just have him there so that I could pet him and all. But he's never really minded it. He's always just wanted to look out the window, and um, I don't know. He's we're lucky because he's yeah. been really just chill and mellow with it. But we just did it a lot. We would take him if we had to run to the gas station or through the car wash or through, yeah, yeah, get groceries. If we were just picking up groceries where one of us could stay in the car with him, Mm -hmm. we just took him everywhere. Um, And he's never minded it. Luckily. And a few times we took him out in the car when he was, when we first got him, he would, be watching everything. We'd take him out at night in the car and he'd be so excited, like watching everything and running around the car, kind of. 
he would tire himself out. So that's yeah. one way we could get him tired before yeah. we went to bed. We did do that when he was a kid. Yeah. His car rides would make him sleepy. Now they don't face they him at pain. all. Yeah. But yeah, we would take him out at night because he liked watching all the lights and like it just looked different. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, we would just dr- take long drives at night to wear him out. <laughs> um, that- but I do one. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was um, just going to say that's an awesome idea. Yeah, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it worked out. Yeah. One thing I do honestly wish, because we do let him roam around in the car, and I wish that we would have trained him to stay in a carrier um, from the beginning, just because it's difficult now, because he doesn't like being restrained when he's in the car, yeah. but I know it's the safer option. So it that's kind of our toss-up, I think, if we were to do it again. Yeah. We would probably just train him to stay in a carrier, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know because <laughs> I feel like we're past that point now. <laughs> He'll fight us on it, but he generally actually goes in his backpack anyways. If it's a longer ride, um, we always just put his backpack on the floorboard and leave it open, and he'll look out the window for however long, and then he just goes into his backpack and goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. and hangs out so he just doesn't like you to zip him in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um i think cats do prefer to roam in the car which is really hard because it, it necessarily isn't the safest thing so we our struggle is that lumos well lumos is okay getting in his carrier and like we have a separate carrier in the car but noxy just mm-hmm. hates it and pa- we're starting to wonder if it's boredom or if it's the fact that she doesn't want to share is um they've become quite independent of late, so they might like they do snuggle a lot in the car. But um, at the, the funny thing is we struggle to put her in the carrier. But then when she's in the carrier, she's fine. Like for the we can be a five hour car trip and she'll just be fine snuggling with Lumos. But it's that one hour to get her from the backpack into the carrier <laughs> that can be a bit of a challenge. It, and it has taken one hour before. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. I will say there are sometimes when OG doesn't want to get in the car. Usually, it's before we've left to go somewhere. Um, he doesn't always want to be in the car right off. He would rather walk around and explore first. So there's well, actually, lately a lot we've been having to just kind of butt first into the backpack, zip him up, and then once he's in the car, he's out and he's fine. But at the beginning, he would rather be just walking around than in, but once we get going, he's fine. Mm-hmm. And one thing we're learning also is that if Noxie hasn't, if she isn't done with a place, she doesn't want to get in the car. Like, she wants to keep exploring. So she chucks oh. a huge tantrum. She, like, she's like, I'm not going to leave Disneyland. I want to stay here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's something that um, we're still – struggling with every single time <laughs> definitely work in progress <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it happens they, that's good though that she's loving you know she loves being out so mm. it, it's not a bad thing yeah but, but i like it could be <laughs> yeah but like that's when i look at og i'm like he's so good in the car noxy just be as good as oj in the car yeah <laughs> <laughs> So we saw some photos from your wedding and we loved that OG was actually there. And there's a story behind the wedding and the photos. Do you mind sharing it? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So we actually, we decided we didn't want a big wedding. We just wanted a little elopement by ourselves. Um, keep it simple. And so actually we met our wedding photographer who came with us through OG's Instagram account. Um, they, it was James was our photographer and his girlfriend, Emma had started following OG and they live in our town. And so we, they've got a cat that they were taking out occasionally too. So we kind of talked about our cats and, um, just, you know, things that I don't know. Helpful. I think they asked you a few questions. Yeah. They, they asked me about yeah. taking OG out and yeah. things we do and, so um yeah and then I realized that he was a photographer and when I was looking through all the wedding photographers his stuff stood out the most to me anyway so it's just kind of crazy that we met through (laughs) through our cat but we asked we're like do you mind like we want to hike to some location we didn't even know where and um we want to bring our cat and he was just so stoked about it he so it was great because I think a lot of people might have thought that was so strange or I don't know, but he, he just was like so excited that OG was (laughs) coming with us. And so it made it really, really easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we got married next to a waterfall. So OG and it was cold. It was really, really cold and wet, rainy and windy. So (laughs) we, OG actually stayed in his backpack through a lot of it. Um, Emma was our second witness and she was OG's little keeper during, (laughs) during the ceremony. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, he, yeah, he didn't get out as much as we had wished he could during everything. Um, but we were so scared because we were going straight up to Washington after, and we were scared that if he got wet and cold that he would get sick and it, so yeah, we yep. tried to just he stayed under a little umbrella in his backpack through a good <laughs> portion of it. Yep. But it was so it was fun to have him there. It mm-hmm. was different. I just love that you had him there, and I love that he had his own umbrella. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely, an original gangster there. <laughs> <laughs> so you did quite a bit of hiking with OG. So how did you train him to be a hiking cat? Um, so through a lot of patience and practice. Yeah, I think those are the two it, biggest things. Yeah, yeah, it it took it took a whole lot to I don't know, just to get him we didn't know if he was ever going to walk in a straight line on the trail. Um he used to just we used to call him a little aimless wanderer because he just what well, I don't he had no idea. Yeah, he of was like what we wanted him to do. So, you know, do. we want to go down the trail. We got <laughs> yeah. an objective. We want to go from point A to B. And the cat's just kind of zigzagging would, all yeah. over the place. He wanted but... to go like through all the bushes and sniff <laughs> all the plants. Yeah. And it took us a while to kind of get used to that. Like, he's not a dog. You know, he's not going to. Yeah. yeah. We, just had, it took we a... had to keep reminding ourselves, we're like, he's not a dog. He's not a dog. He's yeah. not going to act like a dog on yeah. the trail. Um, so it took a long time and a lot of tries. And I remember the first time that he actually like hiked on the trail and stayed on the trail for a good chunk of our walk. We were so proud 
and I was like, oh my God, he's getting it. <laughs> this is what he's supposed to do. Not that he does that every time. I mean, but... That's the thing we learned. It's never going to be consistent. <laughs> it, yeah, it varies greatly how much he wants to do it. <laughs> yeah. But he at least, I think, has gotten in his head that like if there's a clear trail, he knows that that's the general path we follow. He still has a lot of other ideas of where he wants to go and things mm-hmm. he wants to see. Um, but he, I don't know. And he still tends to always do better on the way back from a, like yeah. we hike to a destination and he'll do, he'll like hike sections and not, not consistently. But he'll always turn around and try to go back the way yeah, we came. Yeah, he always wants to go back the way we came. So <laughs> on our way back, he generally will hike a lot more of it and more consistently, but it's still just kind of trial and error and, if he's not feeling it, he's not. Do it, and yeah. sometimes it's a struggle and sometimes it's frustrating because he doesn't want to walk. He doesn't want to be in his backpack. He doesn't want to be carried. He just wants to sit there yeah. in the middle of the trail and do <laughs> nothing. Like he just wants to sit. So it's kind of trying to keep it in our heads that that's okay. And that we need to allow him time to do that. But Occasionally it's hard because mm. we have a destination in mind and we want to get to a place. Yeah, if we got like an eight mile hike we want to do, we're probably that's, not going to bring. Oh, yeah, that's what we don't you bring. Know, <laughs> or something like that. If we got to be there, get back type thing. Yeah. Um. But we we started thinking we might like take him out and do like a picnic or like you know bring a hammock and hang out at a place for a while so he can just kind of relax and be yeah. in one area and just kind of go about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're realizing he he does enjoy just getting to a spot and hanging out and sitting there. Um, so we're trying to, we're trying to allow him that time and to kind of take him on trips that involve things like that instead of just the out and back real fast type stuff. I think it's less frustrating for all of us that way. (laughs) Yeah. I really relate with that because like, some days Lumos will hike and then the next day he's he's like, I'm not getting out of the backpack. And then some days Noxie will just sprint down the trail. But then the next day she's like, I'm going to roll around in the dirt and I'm not going to move. And it's just like, it makes it a bit difficult to plan. But then we also need to bear in mind that that's just what they want to do. So we have to work around it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's part of the thing too is like being able to change the plan because um, I feel like we're like, oh, he did so great hiking this trail. He'll do the next one great too. And then we kind of set our goals a little high and then <laughs> we really all fail sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's what we've learned as well in that they have a very different hiking style to what you think, um, you know, or what you'll be used to, especially with dogs. They'll go and sniff things and it's never a straight line. It's always a zigzag line or it's backwards. And it's like we said before, it's maybe they want to hike in the backpack. Maybe they want to be hiked. They want to hike being carried. It's not necessarily hiking on their own four paws. And so at the end of it all, we just, we know that it's just about allowing sufficient time to allow whatever it is that happens to happen. Cause you know, the hike can be a one hour hike, but it's not really a one hour hike when you have cats. It's going to be like a du- double that two-hour hike for us. Three. And uh, so that's what it is. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot longer. Yeah. I think sometimes we just need to have a sense of humor about it as well. And that's easy to forget when you're like, I want to get to this spot and I want to see this, but, um, yeah, I, mm. I, I'm working on having a sense of humor. I, I don't, I don't get it all the time. Sometimes I get really cranky as well, but it's, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Spencer and Jen, we're coming up towards the end of the podcast. We've got our fast four questions that we ask all our guests. The first one being, what is one piece of advice you would give to new cat explorers? I think our biggest one is the patience and practice. Um, We have people ask a lot, you know, how did he get to be so good? And, you know, and it's just knowing that cats are going to do what cats do. They're not going to always hike great. And it's, you know, not all cats are the same either. I hate seeing people compare their little kitties who are just getting started to these cats who are, you know, climbing mountains and stuff. And it's just, I don't know, to me, it's so important to just let them get out and enrich their lives in their own way. And it's not, you know, not every cat's going to do it the same way, but just stick with it and try new things. There's a G in the back. Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, just stick with it and find something your cat does like doing. Yeah, that's such a good one. And also what we as humans like doing as well. So, yeah, that's yeah, I think that's definitely. quite important too. What's been the most entertaining comment someone said to you while you've been out and about with OG? Um, so that time that OG pooped on Spencer, the, when the ladies finally came to get their dogs, they um, – he was wearing his little green sweater and everything. And they asked us, Oh my God, a cat. Did you find him out here? And we're like, uh, no, <laughs> like he's, he's wearing a sweater and everything. Yeah. So <laughs> we actually brought him here. Um, but they were just, I think that's the mindset of a lot of people is they're just so like mind blown to see someone with a cat on a trail and they just mm-hmm. don't quite know what to think. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, which which cat explorers inspire you? Um. Okay, so we love following you guys. So, the Adventure of Lumos and Knox—they're so cute. And they have—I love their different personalities. I yeah, love, it's pretty cool. The contrast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we love following Roxy the kitty because she was one of the first ones we followed. Um, and her human is just so helpful and supportive of like everyone in the whole community. Um, we really love Wiley Katoti. Katoti. Um, she's so cute. We started following her when she had first broken her leg and she had this little cast on and is still just adventuring and going on these walks. So she's super cute. Um, and then adventure Rio is another one really like, um, now they've got a little puppy too. So I've really been enjoying their posts lately because they've got their cat and dog who go camping and, um, yeah, there's so many and it's just hard. I wish I could name like a thousand of them because there, there's so many accounts that are so great. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, I'm starting to realize how difficult this question is because there are so many cat explorers out there that inspire uh, all of us. And um, 
What's really cool is Roxy. So she, we spoke to Pam in season one of our podcast, and we um, were also speaking to Wiley's mums in season four of our podcast to go through all the rehab that she went through and stuff. So, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, so, what product, service, or program has been a game changer for OG? Um, I think finding a harness that fits him really well was big. Um, because on our first camping trip, actually, OG was, we were setting up the tent and OG's, all of a sudden this thing flies past my face and it was OG's harness and his, on his bungee leash because he backed out of it and it just like slingshotted for <laughs> the, he, he didn't even realize he was out of it. Yeah, the tent was wide open too. Yeah. <laughs> so it was all fine and good, but after that, we definitely wanted to get him a better, fitting harness um so now we've got one by rc pets and that just makes us feel more comfortable mm -hmm. with everything um same with his backpack that was that was i think the biggest thing because it makes him feel comfortable that he has a space to go to it makes us comfortable that we have somewhere to put him to be safe um but then i think taking him we have a store here called mud bay and we've taken him there a lot to kind of get him used to people and going places and the their employees are amazing yeah they're a pet supply store they yeah we when we buy all their stuff there but they just they're like because so many people want to come and be grabby and like pet everybody and og doesn't like that but their employees are so that you know they give space when you need space and they like you know help them grow and they mm -hmm. were really great with chooch too because chooch was terrified to even go in a store and like the second the girls saw him coming in and saw that he was scared they were like down on their knees with treats and they spent like an hour with him just yeah, making him feel comfortable um so having stores like that is really yeah, cool because it definitely with, helped yeah it's helped both of them a lot yeah um for just people willing to spend and they're like, bring them in anytime. You don't yeah. have to buy anything, which <laughs> we buy all our stuff there anyways, but yeah, it's just stores like that. And I know each state and, you know, country has yeah. different stores that are like that, but it's cool to have people that are supportive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those people sometimes they're a bit like unicorns, like they're hard to find. So you've, you're yeah. really lucky to find like a whole yeah. store full of them where they're so willing, um, yeah, where yeah. it's those people are amazing. So, yeah. Jen and Spencer, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really been a blast. Where can we find you and OG online? Uh, we only have an Instagram, so it's just <laughs> it's OG Adventure Cat, so O dot G dot Adventure Cat. Um, that's it. <laughs> so we'll put those links and any other links from today's episode in the show notes, available at catexplorer.co forward slash podcast. And thank you so much for listening today. Cat Explorer is an independent small business and the proceeds from our online store support our community and the resources we create and this podcast. So if you love what we do, we'd love it if you could support us via our online store at catexplorer.co. We've got merch, stickers, patches, and cat backpacks. As always, thank you so much for being a part of the Cat Explorer community. This is the last episode for Season 2 of the Cat Explorer podcast. But don't fret, we'll be back with more exciting Cat Explorers for Season 3 in August 2019. In the meantime, enjoy giving your kitty the world. <laughs> <laughs>